0: Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Uh, today we're going to be discussing how Contrave helps with weight loss and who should use it. If you aren't familiar with what Contrave is, it's a prescription weight loss medication, um, one of the newer weight loss medications, and um, they claim to be the number one most prescribed weight loss medication um, that is currently available. So I get uh, this question a lot, should I use Contrave? Is it helpful? Etc. Etc. So we're going to talk about um that and specifically we're going to talk about number um who should use it because not everybody should and then we're also going to talk about how it actually helps and these things kind of go together right because the way that it works to help with help with weight loss will kind of guide you to determine if it's going to work for you because as you probably know there's a lot of reasons to um, gain weight and they're not all the same right everybody's a little bit different so let's talk about that um, first off Contrave for weight loss, does it work? Um, Yes, it it can. Uh, It's not the best weight loss medication. Um, I don't use it that often. I think there are other medications out there. Um, Contrave is actually a combination of prescription medications. Um, It's a combination of naltrexone, and we've discussed low-dose naltrexone previously. Um, This is actually a little bit of a higher... Um, dose that it's I think it's around 12.5 milligrams um, or so around around that range in, in Contrave, whereas most of the time when we discuss low-dose naltrexone, we talk about the 4.5 milligram or 1 uh, 1.5 to 4.5 milligram range. So, it's a combination of naltrexone plus the um, kind of atypical antidepressant Welbutrin. So, those two medications put together. Now, the reason that they do this as twofold, um, the pharmaceutical companies. First of all, they know that Welbutrin has been shown to help a little bit with weight loss on its own, and they've also seen the studies that show naltrexone, if used by itself, can help with weight loss on its own so what they do is they say oh I got a great idea let's combine let's combine both of these medications together and we'll repatent this medication and then we'll make a bunch of money so that's kind of the idea behind it now you can get a prescription for each of these individually um, and the cost is usually a little bit cheaper so we'll discuss that a little bit later um, but I just want you to to realize it's a combination of two medications Um, so does it work and who should use it Uh, so does it work yes but who should use it let's talk about that there are certain patients who stand to benefit more from this combination of, of uh, medication because of the way that it works. So let's talk specifically about this group of people. So number one, um, you can see all these, these little red exclamation points are the people who tend to do better on it. So number one, patients with body set point malfunction. Um, if you've watched any of my other videos, you probably know at least a little bit about what, what what this means, what this term means, body set point malfunction. And it refers to people who are, quote unquote, stuck at a certain weight um, or those who have reached a weight loss plateau. So the idea behind the body set point um, is that there are a number of factors, usually inside the brain, which regulate through different hormones the amount that your body is going to weigh. Okay, So basically your brain is kind of like, you can think of it as a computer which says, you know, you are going to weigh X amount of weight. So for for this, let's use an example. So let's say um, it, it's, it says your brain sets your body weight at 200 pounds. So it says pretty much no matter what, whether you eat a lot of, or you eat a little bit, your body is going to, to make changes to your hormones, to your appetite, to your metabolism to keep you at that weight. So what happens to people is they try to do whatever they can. They try to exercise. They try to cut their calories. They may try to take medications. All of those things, they don't do anything for the person because their brain is kind of, it overrides all of those, um, and, and it kind of says, no, you're staying this this um, weight. So that's the idea behind it. There are studies that that kind of, um, this is a newer concept, so it's a little more neb- nebulous in terms of the details. However, there are studies that support the idea that there is a body set point. Um, and what I can tell you from experience is that patients who suffer um, from this concept tend to do uh, pretty well on this medication. So generally, the way that I'll use it is kind of as a way to um, break through a weight loss plateau, but I don't think it has a lot of benefit necessarily for long-term use in this setting, Uh, but it can be helpful for Breaking through that weight loss plateau. For instance, let's say if you were, you know, 220 pounds, you got to 200 pounds, but you're stuck and you can't get below that. Well, this is where this comes in. And by the way, that can also be if you are, if you only have five pounds to lose. Because I have a lot of patients who have difficulty, you know, they're almost at their target weight. Or let's say you're 10 to 15 pounds overweight. It's easy to lose that first five to 10 pounds. It's kind of hard to lose that last five. So this is where this can kind of come in handy. Um, the next one is those who struggle with binge eating or emotional eating. Um, this is actually pretty helpful because the Wellbutrin component tends to be, um, tends to help, uh, at least from a uh, neurological standpoint, um, with reducing the, the triggers that cause this sort of eating behavior. So um, that's, that's a whole other category. So, I, so if you've heard any of my other videos, you probably know that historically patients who have eating disorders, Usually like binge eating or anorexia type stuff, not the emotional eating, but that can be a component. But those with binge eating and anorexia eating disorders, um, even if it was 20, 30 years ago, have a really, really, really hard time losing weight. A lot of that I think has to do with um, the HPA access um, and, and you know hypothalamic function. But if you fall into this category, you're notoriously difficult, or it's notoriously difficult for you to lose weight. So it's worth considering specifically for this um, patient population. Um, Those with high levels of inflammation. The next category is those with high levels of inflammation, or those with autoimmune disease. So specifically, I talk a lot about Hashimoto's thyroiditis, but this is true of any other autoimmune disease. So anything that's causing inflammation in the body, as you know, is going to make weight loss more difficult. So the LDN or the naltrexone component tends to tends it can be used as a novel anti-inflammatory medication. So that's where it comes into handy here. Um, and the next subgroup is those with hypothyroidism or thyroid issues. We'll talk about that as we go over how it works. Uh, the next category is patients with insulin resistance or issues with blood sugar. So that could be those with type 2 diabetes or even type 1 diabetes, uh, to be honest, because you, they usually develop insulin resistance as a result of taking um, insulin. Or people who have been told they have uh, you know, abnormal blood sugar but aren't don't technically fall into that type 2 diabetes or even the pre-diabetes area. Uh, patients struggling with chronic pain and weight gain or weight loss resistance. So the chronic pain component tends to follow um, this uh, the, the infl- inflammatory component as well. They kind of tend to go together. So patients with chronic pain may find relief from their chronic pain, which can then, as a result of the redu- reduction in inflammation that this medication causes, which can then ultimately improve um Uh, Or help with weight loss. Uh, The next one is patients with eating disorders beyond those that we talked about up here with the binge eating, emotional eating. And then the last one, which is pretty interesting, is patients with PCOS who are on that PCOS spectrum. So that would be pretty much anybody um, with any sort of issues with testosterone or um, insulin resistance, like we said, anything like that. So let's talk about how it actually works. So number one, it helps reset that, or it helps modulate or reset that your body set point so you can uh, we kind of I kind of already explained that um, in detail but the idea is if if you're stuck at the 200 pound weight or whatever whatever weight that is for you it could be you know 10 pounds or 30 pounds or 100 pounds even you know overweight or whatever you're you're at using this for a couple months can kind of help your body lose weight but then keep it off when you when you do lose that weight so what will happen in some patients is they let's say they lose their start at 220 they lose 20 pounds they get and 200 by the way seems to be some seems to be a weight that the body likes to hang on to. That getting under 200 is is can be a monumental feat for a lot of people because the body sends, tends to like that weight. I have no idea why. It's just something I've noticed in my patients. So let's say you you lose 20 pounds from 220, you get down to 200, and you're able to lose like five pounds or two pounds or three pounds. But then you you know over the next week or two weeks, whatever it is that you do, you always go back up to 200. Well, then what you what this medication does is it helps you say, you know, when you, you're you at 200, you lose five pounds, you go down to 195, it helps you s- stick to that 195 weight so that the next time, so that the weight continues to compound on each other and you continue to lose beyond that pound. So, think of it kind of as like a a way to help you, st- helps your weight loss become more sticky, so to speak. That's just an easy way to think about it. Um, number two, it helps with insulin resistance and, and helps to improve thyroid function. So, this, I bring this up because it helps, um, helps manage your hormones, which is, The main reason that people tend to um gain weight but also the one of the main reasons for weight loss resistance so specifically studies have shown that the naltrexone component specifically the naltrexone component of this medication um, sensitizes the body to insulin which is pretty that's really good because if you know statistically speaking 50 percent of uh, the united states has some issue with insulin so there's a one in two chance um, and if you're watching this, that, that that's, you know, that's probably significantly higher because you wouldn't be watching um, a video on how to lose weight with weight loss medications if you didn't have an issue with weight, right? So it's obviously a little bit higher if anyone's listening to this. So that's point number one. Then point number two is, now, Trexone has also been shown to um, improve thyroid um, hormone status by increasing T4 to T3 conversion and by increasing total T3. So what that does is it makes available more of the active thyroid hormone in your body, which is great. That's exactly what you want because T4 um, by itself doesn't activate the cellular processes that T3 does. So you have just take, this is why some people who take Synthroid or Levothyroxine, they don't get the results they're looking for because they, they may take that medication, but they may have a block. In the conversion process so the whole goal is to get that t3 not just to get that t4 so this helps um, increase that total t3 but it also helps increase um, the conversion of t4 to t3 boom two things that you want so in terms of hormones helps improve insulin helps improve thyroid status which is great the next one is number three is it helps uh anyone who has binge eating or overeating so if you look at these studies this is just well by the way by itself but now trexone does do this so this study that we're looking at is just one that focused on um, Welbutrin and patients who had patients who took the bupropion, which is Welbutrin, and then they kind of they kind of um, assessed over time over eight weeks in this study um, how many episodes, binge eating episodes, did they have per week? And you can see that this gray gray line, those who took the the uh, um, by, again, by itself, but there's a bit, there's a uh, increased component here um, if you're taking it with an altrexone. But you can see obviously that this gray line is lower than this darker line, um, and that's because those who took the the bupropion or the Welbutrin had fewer episodes of binging, which is great. So um, this again, this is one of those one of those things that this problem doesn't necessarily uh, relate to everyone. But if you fall into this category, then it's worth considering specifically for your situation. Um, now. Obviously, if if binge eating eating isn't going to be the only problem you have if you even have this problem um, as it relates to your weight, but it's something that has to be taken care of if you want any sort of long-lasting weight term, right? We're looking for lifestyle changes, not just quick gimmicky or, you know, uh, rapid weight loss type of stuff. Um, So number four is it suppresses appetite. Now, generally, again, if you listen to any of my other videos, you know that the suppression of your appetite isn't necessarily a good thing. Suppressing your appetite for long term can trigger changes to your hormone status, which then causes a reduction in your metabolism, increases reverse T3, and increases leptin, which makes weight loss long term more difficult. So this isn't necessarily a good thing for everybody, but it is good if you suffer from these, from overeating, right? So in this case, the suppression of appetite tends to be for, better for those who also tend to overeat. So, what i want you to understand is it's okay to suppress the appetite to bring you to a normal level in your body um, a normal like caloric uh, uh, intake it's not okay to to take a someone who has a normal um, caloric intake already then further suppress their appetite that's not good but if you take somebody who's already overeating and you reduce their appetite a little bit that's fine that's great in fact that's what you want so this is included here you know for completeness sake but you don't necessarily just want to suppress your appetite. Okay. So again, it's kind of, it has a kind of special, um, it's, it's special for uh scenario for certain people. And then number five, it reduces inflammation. We've talked about why inf- reducing inflammation is so important, um, for weight loss, but I'll, I'll talk about some of these points. I obviously inflammation is not, is not something you want in your body because it increases a lot of other, um, it increases your risk for developing things such as myocardial infarction, which is heart attack, stroke, etc. Um, but as it relates to weight loss, it's also very important. And here's why. So inflammation provo- promotes poor thyroid function, which leads to high reverse T3 and a low free, three, uh, free T3 concentration, concentration. So what that means is it's going to lower your metabolism. Um, inflammation increases your appetite, obviously not good if you're Consuming, you know, you're increasing your caloric intake. Inflammation also lowers testosterone, which results in a decrease in muscle mass, and then therefore indirectly a reduction in metabolism. Inflammation promotes the development of leptin resistance, and leptin resistance is a hormone imbalance. Um, I I recommend if you haven't seen the video that I did on leptin resistance that you go and watch that now. Uh, The reason is because leptin resistance is, along with insulin resistance, which is the next one here. These are probably two of the main reasons that people. Um, can't lose weight. And so you have to address these things. So again, inflammation makes worse these two conditions. So they have to be addressed if you want to lose weight. Um, and then also inflammation may lead to increased intestinal permeability, which is, you probably know that as leaky gut, and then consequently changes in bacterial microflora leading to changes in how much uh, calories that you absorb. So what we know is that certain, certain bacteria concentrations in the GI tract influence the amount of calories that you consume um, from food, so you can have two people with different concentrations of bacterial uh, flora in their in their body, and if let's say if you give them just as a an easy easy math here, let's say you you feed them both 10 calories worth of food, the person who has the changes in bacteria may absorb 9.5 calories, and the person who has a normal. Um, concentration of bacteria may only absorb five or six or seven calories. So even though they're eating the exact same food, the exact same amount of food, more may be absorbed in those people, which is definitely interesting. So testing for uh, systemic inflammation, if, if you don't know, it's pretty straightforward and pretty easy. You can look for C-reactive protein, which is a nonspecific marker of inflammation. You can look at for the ESR, which is an erythrocyte. It stands for the erythrocyte sedimentation rate, which, is a, which again is a nonspecific marker of inflammation. You can also look for ferritin, um, which is a non-specific mark of inflammation, but usually can only be used in this way um, in high at, at higher levels. So, Ferritin, when it's lower, is more of a better marker for iron stores than it is for inflammation. But you should use all three of these together just to get a really good idea. Um, finally, it's worth noting, so that's how it works. So again, like I said, the, the people who should use it are the people who suffer from those issues. But that's not everybody, right? Um, it's just helpful for these people. The one thing I want to to mention to you here is that you should use Contrave not in isolation. Meaning, if you're just if you're hoping to just take a medication and you're hoping that that medication is going to cause you to lose all your weight and you're going to normalize your your body weight, that's just not going to happen. Don't don't even walk into the taking this medication with that mentality. In fact, that's not going to be true of any medication that ever comes out. Um, I don't see that being true for a very 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 long time until you know we have some dramatic changes in in our understanding of weight loss. So you have to understand that taking taking it. Um, should be one layer of a multi-layered or multi-therapy plan to help you lose weight. So I've talked about supplements that I've used on on here before. I've talked about other medications that you can combine like Saxenda or other GLP-1 agonists. And then I've also provided links to other case studies so you can get an idea of how to layer multiple therapies on top of each other to get the weight loss that I talk about here. Um, again, if you want to come back and you want to go into detail on this post, I also talk about how to use naltrexone by itself. Um, I'll talk about how to combine Wellbutrin and naltrexone as individual medications together if your insurance isn't willing to cover Contrave. I talk about the doses here. Um, and that's that's pretty much about it. So again, I think Contrave is an okay medication for, certain, for weight loss for certain uh, patients and un- for certain circumstances. Um, But I do think there are better options out there. So anyway, I hope this, I hope you guys found this helpful. If you have any questions, please leave them below and I'll do my best to get back to you. Otherwise, I will uh, see you guys in the next video.